Reality Podcast with Alex and Kendall. Buddy, happy new year. Welcome back to Spilling Realty. We are kicking it off with season two. We are so excited to be back. I'm Kendall and I'm here with my co-host, the one, the only, the Maryland Mortgage Dad, Alex. Hi, how are you? How you doing, Kendall? I'm doing great. Joining us today for the kickoff of season two is Paul Sellers from Legacy Settlement Services and Port City Management. We're going to put Paul in the hot seat and he's going to talk to us about his role within the title world. In addition to that, he's going to talk about investing in real estate as a tool to build long-term wealth. So we're really excited to have him here. Paul, hi, how are you? Hi, doing well. I'm in Sarasota right now. You look tan. That's why. Yeah, I fly back on Saturday. So I'll be back in Baltimore very soon. Nice. Um, I want to quickly talk about an article that I came across the other day. 2013 was a decade ago, aka 10 years. When you say decade versus 10 years, it seems like a lot longer. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like a century. Not really, but it just seems and feels like a lot longer. The article touched on some of the biggest trends as far as pop culture, social media, and technology. And I thought it was really interesting because a good amount of these trends for 2013 are still pretty relevant. For example, the word of the year was selfie, and it was added to the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Twerking, made famous by Miley Cyrus and the Wrecking Ball. I came in like a wrecking ball. So I thought it might be fun to put you guys through a round of rapid fire questions based on the biggest trends of 2013 within their respective categories. What you're going to do is I'm going to give you a trend and you're going to respond with for better or for worse. Let's get started with fashion trends. First one. Adult onesies. Paul. For girls or boys? Unisex. (laughs) I like them. Alex. I own one. Maybe two. For me, I like the idea of them, but I'm like six foot five. So every single one is like way too short. You know, it it comes up to like, you know, halfway up my forearm and like halfway up my shin. So I would say for worse. I can't stand adult onesies. Next, yoga pants. Love. Love. Ditto. Or better, all around. For different reasons. (laughs) Next category is food. A croissant and a donut. Cronuts. For worse. Dislike. Next, kale. I love kale. I eat, it, I eat it like three or four times a week. I'm good with kale. All right. That's a hard no for me. Okay. Moving along. We're going to jump into entertainment and pop culture. First up, Honey Boo Boo. I oh, love it. So funny. Like there. Two thumbs up. So funny. The mom was great. Mama June. Next, the most viral song of 2013, What Does the Fox Say? What does the fox say? Yeah, didn't like it. I, I, I may have been into it if I had kids at the time, but nah. Don't like it. The most viral meme, Harlem Shake. I don't even know what that is. It's a good one. Okay, I do remember that. Um, yeah, I like it. I kind of wish that would come back. I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't. I don't know if you want me dancing on social media. That might, uh, I might lose a couple followers there. Alex, make it happen. Next, twerking. 
Two thumbs up. I guess it depends on who's doing it, right? <laughs> who's who's the twerker and who's the twerker? It's just thumbs up or thumbs down, for better or for worse. There's layers, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Jeez. All right, binge watching. Into it. When I get the opportunity, yeah, love it. Two thumbs up. Fun fact about binge watching is Netflix actually put binge watching on the map with House of Cards. And after that, then came um, Orange is the New Black. And now that is all that we know. That's what we're used to, getting everything immediately. How did you both feel about the end of an era, which was the end of Breaking Bad, if you watched it? I never watched it. I uh, I got into the earlier seasons and then just kind of, like I always do, I get distracted and I, I lose track of stuff. I have a great story about that. For my birthday, Michael Ritter took me to the Miami Dolphins game. Um, we were like second row or something. And I was super, super hungover from the night before at the casino, profusely sweating, shades on, like a hood up. It looked like I was a famous person and just like hiding. And these people next to me kept asking, like, not me, but they were asking people I was with, like, who I was and if I was famous and all this stuff. And, like, I didn't know anything, any of this was happening. I'm just, like, hungover trying to get through this damn game, okay? You're just trying to make it. I'm, like, I'm, like, sipping beers, like, shaking, whatever. (laughs) I go to the bathroom, and I'm coming out of the bathroom, and these three ladies are standing there. And they were, like, hey, we know it's you. Can we get a picture? They were, like, we know who you are. I was, like, okay, cool. Take a photo with them. Come to find out, they thought that I was the guy from Breaking Bad. Like, <laughs> I've never seen it, but I, I, I had no idea. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's what they told me afterwards. And I, just, I, I thought you were Walter I, White. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I looked like a junkie. So, Je- like, Jesse, Jesse Pinkman, maybe. No idea. I was like super confused. Like, did you give an autograph? No, they just wanted a photo with me just so they could put it on their Instagram. So I was like, yeah, sure. And I literally had just puked. That's hilarious. <laughs> I bet that's yeah. somewhere in like the social media internet. That's my Breaking Bad story. That's funny. I would love that. Oh, it was so hot. Like, oh my God, I'm like getting hot right now talking about it. Yeah, hot, hot and hangover do not mix. Right. Thank you both for indulging me. I don't know why, but I thought this would just be something that was fun. I was fascinated with some of these trends that I, I feel like they were just yesterday, not a decade ago. I feel really old. And just to wrap up, Kendall, here's a here's a crazy stat for you. We are closer to the year 2050 than we are to the year 1990. So how old do you feel now? Really old. That's why I continue to lie about my age. That is old as shit. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Okay, so let's get into it and let's put Paul Sellers in the hot seat. So, Paul, tell us a little bit about who you are. Give us a little bit of a background. Well, I currently I'm living in Sarasota. I've been here for about a year. We've opened an office down here. So I've been pretty much here for the majority of the last 12 months. Now started to go back a lot more. So that's a little bit about where I live. Um, who I am, I was born and raised in Catonsville. Catonsville people normally don't leave Catonsville. They just live there generation after generation after generation. And I was like, I need to get out of here. This place sucks. <laughs> I get it. It's just not for me. It's too boring. So I bailed and went to the city. I want to say 13 years ago at this point. My best friend at the time was bartending and like he started introducing me to everybody. And then the next thing I know, I was bartending and then ended up meeting a bunch of people, growing a huge network, and then ended up in the title business. I have a couple sisters, a couple nephews. Um, I basically raised my youngest sister, Kylie. She is like my pride and joy. That's great, man. She's the best. You're forgetting one thing. Oh. You have a dog, Tommy, who's so cute. I love him. He's the best. I uh, found him in one of my rental properties in Baltimore. And the lady that was living there, she said she couldn't keep both dogs. And he was brought from South Carolina to Baltimore as a gift. But the woman had already bought her dogs a puppy for Christmas. So then she ended up with two puppies and they didn't want them both. So I ended up with this little dog. And now he's my best friend. 
I love that. And that's such a great story too. And it's well interesting how it ties into real estate as well. Yeah. Did you ever dream of being in real estate or did this sort of happen organically? I fell into this. Basically, I was bartending and I knew I didn't want to continue to bartend and I knew I didn't want to own a bar. Owning a bar means you never get out. You're always working holidays. You're. I didn't want to put myself in that position later on in life if I had a family and like children and stuff. I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I know is that I was making a lot of money doing it. Like there was no way to like transition out as far as I was concerned. And then my best friend, Derek, did it. He got out, started doing real estate. And then he was like, you can do this. You know, everybody just use the same people that you already know, like your same network. You already know so many people. And then just try to use a different industry, you know? And then that's how I met Michael Reuter. And then- Oh, sorry, wait, Michael Reuter was a customer at your bar? Yeah, so Michael, Michael used to come in and he would give me a $100 bill on dollar beer night every Thursday night. And I was like, who is this guy? I don't understand why he's trying to flex on me. And then I realized he was a business owner and he works in real estate with Derek. They became fast friends. Um, again, this is free sober, Mike. Um, so they were drinking a lot, coming into my bar, seeing me. And then it came up where Michael was like, I need somebody to, to join my team. You know, I need somebody that can do, do what I do, you know, whatever. And then Derek convinced him I would be the perfect fit. That's awesome. And then I tried to meet him for like three months. I was working all the time. So I would leave him these voicemails, man, at like three o'clock in the morning, blacked out drunk. And I'm like, get me out of here. Like all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> and like, I don't remember leaving them, but like, he's like, you used to leave me messages like once a week and you'd be screaming in the phone, like drunk as shit. Uh, and then eventually we ended up having to sit down, we sat down and then uh, we were like, hey, let's try this thing. And then next thing you know, here we are, man. Five years later. The rest is history, right? What do you think is one like unique skill that you brought over from bartending or the service industry that kind of carries over to title? I'm extremely good at thinking ahead and like reading people. I know what makes people tick. I can see that immediately, whether it's your dog, whether it's your child, whether it's baseball, whether it's Redskins, whatever the hell it is. I, I can figure that out quickly. And then I just, I help like make that even better. Right. One of my best clients, she's a huge Commanders fan. So like I've been hitting up cameo trying to get this football player to do a cameo for her stuff like that goes a long way i'm really good at like blowing people's minds right oh my god i'd be your client for life it's not a business relationship for me i don't focus on the work aspect at all i have a team that is awesome that does all that for me i can just focus on the relationship aspect and grow that yeah since inception which was 2020 Legacy Settlement Services has four locations throughout Maryland, Virginia, um, D.C., and most recently in Florida, correct? Yep, that's where we are right now. Um, I have to say, definitely not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Really? Oh my goodness, no way, no, not a chance. I thought I was just going to show up here and it was just going to be like meet all these people. And it was going to be just like Baltimore. Everyone's going to love me immediately. Um, it did not happen like that. In Florida, they don't really have a lot of networking events, which really is surprising. And if they do, they're like an hour plus away, like in Tampa or like Miami or like whatever. But in like Sarasota itself, there's not many of them. Also a very small market. Everyone knows each other. Okay. And like, I am a male title producer here. And apparently they don't have any other one. So it's just all female. It's a female driven business. And like, I didn't know. So since then, we've hired two females to do what I do here to give us that, that like get us in the door, you know? Yeah. I have no doubt that you'll be successful. I mean, you're a hustler, you grind it out. Overall, though, within two years, that's a, that's a huge amount of growth for your company. We went fast. And I, I have to say that like, 
you definitely had some growing pains. I mean, with every business, you're going to have growing pains. We definitely had growing pains. We had to fire some people. We hired a lot of people. We were overpaying people to get people in positions that we needed. It just, it was a lot. And like now that the market's turned down a bit, um, we were going back in and kind of like tweaking some stuff. We spent a lot of money on, on technology. Michael, Michael is a visionary when it comes to that kind of stuff. So like we have every, every technological thing that you can possibly have. We have HubSpot. We have Qualio. We have, we have everything internally. We have three different ways that you can pay us for EMB checks. Like there's so many different things that we have that other companies don't offer um, and don't even think about. Like when you send us an EMD now, you do automatically get a message. Everybody gets a message. Like EMD has been accepted on this property. Here it is, here it is, here it is. There's no need to call us. There's like Michael Ruder spent a lot of money on it to try to keep us streamlined as best as possible to make it as easy for everyone as, as, as we can. I agree a thousand percent. Legacy is known for you know, the, the fun closings, right? The, the popping champagne on the roof, you know, um, hanging out in O'Donnell Square down in Canton. Um, this is something that I've kind of struggled with recently too this year, just kind of hopping into the social media sphere. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Um, how do you balance like the professionalism aspect of the business with the fun aspect? It's so fucking hard. Very similar. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is probably my number one struggle. I started the popping champagne shit. I wanted to be different. I wanted to make it fun. Friends Zach and Justine were buying their first house. Um, I was trusted by my friend Val um, to do the closing. And I was like, how can I make this fun for them? And I was like, the funnest thing I've ever seen is like when people win the Super Bowl or the World Series. They're just spraying champagne everywhere. So I was like, I'm going to do that. So then I bought a case of champagne. I did it with my friend Zach. And then he was like, you got to do this with everybody. And then it just stuck. However, like you said, professionalism aspect. Some people don't want to use me because they think that I'm going to spray champagne on their 80-year-old buyers. <laughs> like, so now, I've, so now what we do is we kind of communicate that to our clients and we're like, hey, look, if you think your clients are, are interested in like, maybe they want to spray a bottle of champagne, maybe they want a bottle of wine to take home, whatever they want, we'll do that. However, if they just want to have a regular settlement, they want to get the keys, they want to go home, sure, no problem. Here's a bottle of champagne. Here's a bottle of wine. Like whatever you want to do. Um, and that was a very big issue when we first started. It's a thin line. <laughs> um, and I have some friends in the business that wouldn't use me because they were like, he's a wild card. He's too crazy. God knows what he's going to say at the table. Well, fun fact, I'm not at the table. I'm not writing the emails back and forth. I'm not the one wiring the money. Like <laughs> we have a whole team that does that stuff. Yep. And it pisses me off that people have a negative perception about it. It's not that I'm, it's not that I'm unprofessional. It's that like, I'm real and I want to have fun. If your clients want to have fun, we're going to have a great time. If they don't and they want me to be a robot, you just have to let me know. I'm not just going to show up and spray champagne all over the table. It's a thin line. <laughs> yeah. You just got to, I don't know, show who you are. Before we wrap up with legacy settlement services and jump into real estate investing and your property management company, Port City Management, which is also located in Baltimore, Maryland, is there anything that you want to share that's on the horizon for legacy in 2023? Well, we're looking at space in Ocean City and in Annapolis. So we're trying to expand in those areas to see what we're going to do. We've Again, invested a lot of money into tech, making things safer, making things streamlined and easier for everybody involved. Um, less calls to the office, more text to your phone. Boom, this has been received, this has been received. So we're doing a lot of that. Um, I'm trying to expand down here as well. Uh, but as far as like what to expect from us, we're not going to go quietly. I'm looking to take over Baltimore again. And I know I've been gone for a year. Um, so people have been trying to take my people. 
and people are coming at me and I don't blame them for it, um, honestly. However, it's not going to happen, bro. I'm refocused. So we're just going to keep going, man. Got it. We will definitely be keeping an eye out on Team Legacy, whether it's new locations, continuing to improve technology, and continuing to expand in the areas where you have offices. Now let's talk about real estate investing, your portfolio, and your property management company, Port City Management, which you co-own with Kristen, who is a local real estate agent and one of my colleagues at Next Step Realty. Tell me, which came first, real estate investments or property management? Investment started first. I was doing that when I started buying, when I started bartending. I realized that like spending your money on dinners and alcohol and stuff isn't really going to get you far. And I wasn't sure I was ever going to get out of the bar. So I wanted to start investing first. Do you do flips and rentals or just one or the other for your investments? No, like I started and I originally wanted to do flips, but like I didn't really know how to like, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I could do it now, but like currently I don't, I, I prefer to find them. I rent them. I have somebody pay down the mortgage, you know, but I mean, as far as the investment space is concerned, highly recommend Airbnbs in like Ocean City or places in Florida or like vacation places like, uh, what is that place? I can't, I'm blanking on the name right now. It's like uh, Western Maryland. They ski there and then they can swim there too. Deep Creek? Yeah, like just stuff like that, like Airbnbs and stuff like that. I, You make 20 billion times more money um, doing that than you do on like a rental house in like the suburbs. That's an official stat. Do you make enough, do you think, in like with your experience to offset like the off seasons or the like a slow season? Yes, for sure. The Ocean City properties I have right now are amazing. I bought one three years ago and one two years ago. Got them at great rates. And now, like, obviously now the prices down in Ocean City are outrageous. I paid $187 for a three-bed, two-bath on the on the bay three years ago. Now they're going for $440, like, same street. And, like, yeah, crazy. Um, and then the other one I bought for $220, going for $375 right now. Um, and it's been, it's literally been two years. That's interesting. It's crazy down there. And, like, you can get four or $500 a night, prime time, and it really offsets it. The hardest part of all of it is finding a reliable cleaner that'll do the cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the hardest part. Got it. Clearly, whatever fees come out from Airbnb do not cut into your profit margins too much. I mean, I don't know. I always assumed maybe there were a lot of fees, but are there not? Airbnb only takes 3%. The way it works is this. If you own the property, they take 3%, Okay. If you're the one renting Airbnb, you have to pay for every service everywhere. If I say I'm charging you three thousand, you're gonna pay like thirty eight hundred. Well, like Airbnb's taking that eight hundred. You know what I mean? The consumer gets screwed uh, as far as the Airbnbs are concerned. Well, this is all good to know. Thank you. Uh, so quickly, I want to just talk about Port City Management, which is your property management company. Um, tell us a little bit about what services you offer. So right now we're doing, I think we manage right around 50 properties. Most of them are in Baltimore in the, in the city area. We do do a little bit at Baltimore County, a uh, couple in Howard. We actually have one in Frederick. Um, we're trying to expand into like the county a little bit. And I can really say that my ties to Canton have, have really helped um, build that. Because when like in Camp Neighbors, people drop the name, like they're like, oh, looking for property management. I'll get, my name will get dropped like six times. You know what I mean? And like, that really helps. That's awesome. I mean, I'm not surprised because you are known for connecting people, whether it's through title or now with property management. That's great. Um, 
What are your plans for 2023 with Port City Management? I know you said you were expanding to the counties. I'm sure you'll continue to grow in the city, but um, what what is like your big goal for this year? We're trying to get to 75 this year. Um, property management is a lot like title. It's not it's not like glorified. It's not pretty. It's not sexy. It's like the bottom of the barrel, but. If you're already doing it, you already know like most of the stuff that you have to do because you're doing it for your own properties. Like it just made sense. That makes sense. Well, I think we have put you in the hot seat and grilled you long enough. Um, thank you so much for sharing helpful and insightful information about title, property management, real estate investing. Um, this has been really good stuff. We will include all of your information and your company's information at the bottom of this episode. So, you know, if you're looking for a title settlement company or a property management company. If you have rentals, um, you can contact Paul directly or learn more about his companies with different links at the bottom, like I said. But anyways, let's get now into our favorite part of the episode, which is plead the fifth. It's a rapid round of questions. Paul has no clue what we're about to ask him. So I think we should get started. Paul, I know you're a football fan. Um, it's Ravens and Cowboys. Is that right? Yes. Tell me how that originated first. My dad worked in Alexandria, Virginia when I was growing Got up. It. And okay. everybody was diehard Redskins fans. And my dad uh-huh. always wanted to be the opposite. So when he, when I was growing up, he was like, Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys at my face. The Ravens didn't exist. Uh, and then the Cowboys won three Super Bowls. And that's just that I just always kept that in my life. That's awesome. Um, so uh, we have a, a, our first question is always shag, Mary kill. Now on the, on the Cowboys, I'm going to go back to, back to our childhood here. All right. So the, the big three, right? I had to, had to do it. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. Okay. This is not even, I would marry Troy Aikman. Yeah. Look at him. I would fuck Michael Irvin for one night. I've thought about that. <laughs> See, <all> the time. <laughs> I love that you said that, man. That's what a lot of people don't get is, is that, is that the shag part? That's the one night stand. So I love that. Um, Kendall, do you, do you want to do this? this yeah. Next one so right, anyone um, who knows you or if they follow you on social media, they know that you love shrimp cocktail. Like you used to post a lot about it and I haven't seen some in a while. Bring it back. People want more, more shrimp cocktail for sure. In, in Maryland, since we're all from here, who has the best and the worst shrimp cocktail? Best shrimp cocktail, prime rib. Worst? Uh, I mean, mama's in the half shell. Aren't they like? A seafood place? I mean, it's pretty bad. Did the shrimp cocktail lead to mama's demise? I haven't been in a long time. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't either. Prime rib for the win and mama's on the half shell. It's a hard Sorry. everybody. All right, Alex, go. Um, so what was your first job? I was a cook at the local bowling alley in uh, Catonsville. Cooking cheesesteaks and making pizzas and stuff. And did that kind of lead to like the, the, the bartending gig no man i just did it because I, my mom was the manager there and i needed some money so i was like can you get me a job yeah that was uh yeah that was actually i don't know if that was first but i actually uh i recorded deeds for a title for a uh recording service <laughs> when i was like 14 and my next door neighbor owns recordings r us when i was a kid and they would drop me off with a stack of deeds and i would sit at the courthouses and record them all day long yep. how crazy that circled back right life comes full circle no, I, I guess the, the reason why I wanted to ask you about bartending is I have a I have a tricky one for you. I think everybody in the world knows that bartenders don't like making frozen drinks, right? Now, putting that aside, I think there are two other ones that they hate too. The mojito or the Long Island iced tea. Which one is, is the biggest pain in the ass to make? Mojito by far hands down. 
Just the modeling. Modeling. Then you have to get fresh mint. I like miss bartending, but stuff like that, that like triggers me. And I'm like, I never want to make a mojito. I never want to make an orange trash. I get triggered every time I go to the bar. I'm like, I can't believe I did this for so long. <laughs> yeah. What's what's the, the, the number one thing that patrons at a bar used to do to piss you off? One, ask me for a phone charger would really piss me off every time, immediately. And then when I tell them I don't have a phone charger, then they get mad at me because I don't have one. That's a good one. I, I once saw some guy like literally reaching into like where, you know, the little thing where they keep the olives and, and all. he was reaching in just grabbing bar olives and just eating them like a, like a caveman. Unreal. People are crazy, man. Well, now that I think we're all triggered, thank you so much, Alex. I think that does it for us. Paul, thank you so much for joining us um, for the kickoff of season two. This was so great. So much helpful information. And now we know... A little bit more about you and where not to eat shrimp cocktail. Sorry, Mama's on the half shell. Uh, But anyways, yeah, I think that's it. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Same time, fresh tea.